You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome back to the show, Big Show in the Morning, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. We're into hour number three. Hour one podcast is up. You can find it on your favorite podcatcher, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, um, Kijiji, <laughs> MySpace. Bing. 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 SoundCloud. Man, if you're using Bing, there's brighter days ahead. I'll tell you that for free. If you're still using Internet Explorer, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you because that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Uh, Peter Lombardi is going to join us just after 8.30. As Vikings getting ready for a big uh, playoff tilt on Sunday. How about uh, Sunday? Starts with the Lose Vikings yeah. as they take on the Giants. Mm-hmm. Then it's Derek's Finns as they take on the Bills. No, it's reverse. So it'd be Derek first and then Lou. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Bengals Ravens are at night. Yeah, all three. So I'm gonna we're, we're gonna have some nice Saturdays where we're all cheering for each other. And the flames, teams. the flames are off obviously because they played Saturday. So Sunday's open. Yeah, exactly. They'll play Saturday at noon. noon. Yeah, and then the, so you can get right into the, the the afternoon evening slate with the with the football on Saturday. As long as the, as long as the flames don't go to overtime, you're gonna miss like five minutes of kickoff the of the first game. Yeah, which I mean, Chargers Jaguars for you? Or not no, Chargers, Chargers Jaguars. That's the, the nightcap. That's uh, Seahawks uh, Niners. Seahawks Niners. So granted, it could be over ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> If the Seahawks get enough, of, or if the Niners get enough of a lead, because that defense will just absolutely shut it down. Yeah, but nevertheless, that could be a nice little Saturday and a nice little Sunday. Oh yeah, like I'm gonna have to make sure that my spot on the couch is all pristine. <laughs> That's a couple hours, a couple of shifts. I got, yeah, I gotta cancel stuff. Gotta make sure I don't have any plans this weekend. Uh, I'll be doing the Hitman Hurricanes game actually. Saturday night? Back on the broadcast. Ooh. Back hosting. I haven't done that for like a month. All right. As the Hitmen are going to play three straight Sunday games. Mm. So I get to work them all. Very okay. excited. So we'll do pregame shows and stuff like that. Well, it'll be fun. But Saturday, Sunday, it's going to be good. Wanted to uh, get into the Flames a little bit here uh, before we bring Lou on. Mm. Just for a couple things. Because over the weekend, they did two things. Well, they did three things. They beat the Islanders. Yeah. They recalled Walker Dewar and Jacob Pelche. Mm-hmm. That not was, as much. It felt like not as much Saturday. fanfare with these call ups because I think we, we Flames fans. It were, was all pessimistic. Yeah, right? they were very. They were like they were so excited with Matthew Phillips' call up, and then they got a reality dose of what Matthew Phillips means right now to this big club. Not a lot. Well, where right now? Like like we talked about, it's going to take Phillips injuries. Got called up. Yep. He got put into the lineup, and honestly, the two game scripts that he played were terrible. Yeah. There were a ton of special teams in both games, mm-hmm. like maybe 35 minutes of even yeah. strength game in both of the games yeah. he played. His second contest, he had like nine minutes of ice time. Four and a half of it was on the power play. That's mm-hmm. no way to get into a rhythm. No, hell no. It's no way to feel the the, the vibe and the rhythm and the mm-hmm. energy and the pace mm-hmm. of an NHL game. So that's tough. But instead, the Flames recalling their first round prospect, Jacob Pelche, mm-hmm. uh, first round pick back in 2019. The year before they took Connor Zary in 2020. Um, and I'm intrigued. Yeah. I was intrigued by the call because I was like, well, maybe they've got some more injuries that we're not really aware of. Like, maybe Brett Ritchie isn't going to be ready sooner rather than later. I know he's eligible to come off the mm-hmm. IR as soon as he needs to. Yeah. But maybe not ready just yet. Mm-hmm. So Walker Dewar comes up because, you know, if you need someone to come and play on your fourth line a and little bit. And he's been here before. He's been up with the club before. Yeah, last like, year, a cup yeah. of coffee, yeah. you know, the whole nine yards. 
So we could do that. But the Pelche one is the interesting one. Because much like when Matthew Phillips got recalled, mm-hmm. I don't see a spot for him. Nope. You know, the natural one would have been where Lucic is. But Milan Lucic has been pretty good. No, he's... he's Scored Friday. Yep. Assist on Sunday. Real nice job to set up the Huberto goal on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So you probably don't want to do that. We talked about the back one line. Really liked them yesterday. They had a ton of shots. And you look at the shot share that they had yesterday against their opposition. With Backlund, Mangiapane, and Coleman. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Coleman puts one off the bar right after the Flames had scored. Could have given them a lead. Maybe changes the game if, if that just is an inch lower type of deal. And then you had uh, the Cadre line mm-hmm. out there flying around too. I don't know where the spot is. No, and it feels like it's going to be just like what happened with Matthew Phillips, yeah. unless something happens. Yeah, because they got no back to backs either. No, it's 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 a, it's a it's a pretty easy scheduling wise road trip. You're in the same city for three days. Um, you know, it's all pretty close. Four travel. days, wouldn't it be today? Yeah, Tuesday, today, Wednesday, yeah. and Thursday. Exactly. So you're in one city for four days. It's not long travel to Nashville than to Dallas. It's you get an opportunity to practice today. You'll get both your morning skates in if you so desire. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, no travel ahead of the second one, too. They're playing the Blues Tuesday and Thursday, both 6 o'clock starts. Not a typo. Nope. Yeah, it, it's just like until until there has to be... Like, I don't think you, I don't think Sutter wants to do it, and I don't think the team wants us to just put Pelche in a bottom six role I don't, for, the, for the sake of it. I don't think they want to. And I think it's the call-up is just, these two guys are up here. They've done good work down in the Wranglers. This is a, hey, come up. Join with us. You don't get your NHL salary. And it's just having a couple bodies just in case. You don't have to worry about bringing anybody down here to get in uh, down from St. Louis quickly in case something happens in your top six. So I'm not going to be all mad or just disappointed if, if, if you don't see Jacob Pelche. It's just the top six where he fits is not a problem right now. With Lucic in that role, he's playing his best hockey in this role with Huberto and Kadri. Mm-hmm. The Wranglers are in Calgary as well, so maybe that's it. Just a little less travel. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in Calgary until the weekend when they have to go down to Henderson to play a couple of games against the Golden Knights affiliate, Silver the Silver Knights, uh, down just outside of Las Vegas. Yeah, they should name their ECHL team the Bronze Knights. Uh, they have a ridiculously named ECHL team. Okay. If uh, one of the guys in the back want to look that up for us, but they they've got a preposterously Named EC. Oh, the Ghost Pirates. Yeah, the Ghost Pirates. <laughs> no, Bronze Knights can beat it. Give me Ghost Pirates. Yeah, I know it was that good. Give me Ghost Pirates all day of the week. That's like the Swamp Rabbits yeah. down in Greensville. Yeah, this is Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. Ghost Pirates. <laughs> the EC, man. That's ah, a no, Not safe. A little bit of danger. A <laughs> little bit of danger. A little bit of danger. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't... It'd be nice to see Jacob Pelche in, but sure, sure, sure. Like, and, but yeah, like you're not uh, you're not messing the third line up. <laughs> and but <laughs> then at the same time, like, but we're having a conversation. We're about, having oh, there's not a place for him, But uh, but we're <laughs> but they can't score more than three goals. And Pelche is a scorer. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's it, it's, it's t- tough because you kind of seem like you're in a little bit of a purgatory right now, mm-hmm. as far as. Trying to get new guys in and 
moving it, guys out. You're not on a massive losing streak. It's a win one lose one, win one lose you're one. You're in right a now. playoff spot. Yeah, you're not like I. It's like it's it's the the I said last week. I couldn't figure out what I could just figure. What's wrong with this team? Why can't I just? They're really hard to read. Yeah, and last year didn't feel that way at all. Hell no. Last year was pretty black and white. They had a top line that was good. They had middle depth that if it chipped in, they were almost guaranteed to win. 35 from 88. They had a goaltender who, yeah, that's been different. They had a <laughs> goaltender who at this time last year had like, what, seven shutouts? This year, the team doesn't have a single one. I'm talking about he's going to get Kipper's record last year. Yeah, he was really close. And this year, they don't have a single one. And frankly, the overtime losses are way up. How many did they have all of last great. year? Oh, uh, that'd be a great question. Last year, we have 10, maybe they had nine, 11 overtime, 11 losses. overtime. They're at eight now. They're at eight already. And yeah, overtime has been a problem. They've only got the two victories in overtime, if I'm not mistaken. And six of their losses in overtime have been because they've taken bad penalties. And yesterday was a bad change. It's just, it hasn't been slow. Here's the thing. I don't really have a problem if you're losing in overtime mm-hmm. as long as you're still getting into the playoffs because you're never going to play three-on-three three in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Nope. I just don't see it happening. So, But, I mean, like he sort of brought it up last week in the Winnipeg game. He's like, look at the amount of overtime losses they have compared to the overtime losses we have. The key is getting into the postseason, mm-hmm. and that's where the difference is going yeah. to be. But, yeah. like we talked about, this is mm-hmm. a team that's in a relatively good position. It does go back to something Georgie was talking about before Christmas. That the Flames had the hardest schedule at the first quarter of the year. Yeah, first half of the year hardest schedule, sure. But now, as your schedule is easier than everybody else's, you guys still win those games. Mm-hmm. You get one in Chicago. When do you think this easier schedule? When did the scheduling shift for you it was probably around mid December is yeah, where it started to go a about little... that. But even then, like, there's tough. The longest weeks. win streak like, in this time is what two. <sighs> I have such an issue with looking at strength of schedule when it's this much left, mm-hmm. because to me it doesn't necessarily no, feel relevant. No, this is something I want to look at a deadline day. This much parity, right? Yeah, this is a deadline thing I want to look at. When you're right looking now. at your last month of the season, yeah. that's when teams have already sold all their stuff if they're out after the deadline. I can kind of get into it a little bit more, but this is Gary Bettman's league, where as much as you know the the Blackhawks and the Blue Jackets have combined for 22 victories between the two of them, they could still go out and beat pretty much any team in the NHL any other year. Just have to have the right things fall their way. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes we see that, sometimes we don't. The case yesterday was, that was the way that it fell. So, I'm intrigued to see how they deploy goaltenders the rest of the way. Yeah, like it's, I, I, I can't assume Markstrom gets both against St. Louis. Figure Vladar gets one. It'd be, it's kind of weird sending the same goalie out to the same team on back to back. Daryl was not very complimentary of Jacob Markstrom no. after yesterday's game. No, I, I, I would not, I would not be surprised if you see eighty in that tomorrow night because Vladar was very, good. he was very good, he, and he has been very good all year. We talked about Reichel and Domi quite a bit on the show today. Because they were really good. They looked like Kane and Taves <laughs> years past <laughs> yeah. in certain times. Just a, dud, just a thrift store, Taves and, and Kane. And I thought that Vladar had like three or four stops on that duo yeah. alone yeah. after he came in. Well, right after, the, right after the, the, the Flames make right it 3-2, two, 
not like it's the gold the, it's waved off because he's pushed into the net and then michael stone gets in a scrap with jake <laughs> mccabe sweet good for michael stone yeah he, he looked like hands. he was like oh, okay i this is escalated to a point i did not want it to get to <laughs> but okay here we go and off they went off to the races on to st louis now and and it's a Blues team that is can be scary. I mean, those these injuries are hurt. They they have a lot of p, p, key names out of the lineup. But this is a team that's played decent. This is a team they beat Toronto last week six five. They played a tough game against Montreal on Saturday. Shut out the Wild yesterday. This is a team that you know. Well, with all the talk of how like oh Ryan O'Reilly might be traded or Tarasenko in his final and year, neither of them all are these UFAs, right now. They're both on IR. Yeah, yeah like. This Ivan Barbashev. This, this is a team that takes an, the identity of their coach, a very well-coached team by Craig Berube and what he does with the St. Louis Blues. Bennington and Grice, for all the crap we give Jordan Bennington for what he does, when the guy's on his game, he's one of the best in the league. Yep, not wrong. And There's going to be some guys in this game tomorrow you've never heard of because of the injuries to the some of the Blues. No Tory Krug, no, no Tarasenko. No Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. And then some other guys that, you know, Marco Scandella has been in the league for a long time. Logan Brown's a bit more of a big depth guy. Scott Peronovich is a highly touted defenseman who cannot stay healthy uh, for them. But they were very excited about him a couple of years ago. But every time he gets called up, he gets hurt. Yeah, I don't know what to expect with the St. Louis Blues Club. Not too sure. Jordan Kyrie leads them in points. He's got 38 and 37. Robert Thomas right behind him with 37 and 39. Is Ivan Barbashev a guy that could be dealt? Do they feel like they got it? Old pal Tyler Pitlick is is there. There is a lot of teams (laughs) that are in that purgatory, right? Yeah. Tyler Pitlick, who had a lot of man games lost for the Flames last year. Strange, strange times. Um, Peter Labardius is going to join us in a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to talk to him about a couple of things. The Vikings, one. Um, the Team Canada victory. Yeah, the World how he, him yeah, is, really, him How his, his trip went. Yeah, that young Kale. Yeah, being part of that crowd and everything that gets involved with that. Um, and line changes. They're uh, an uh, intriguing little intricate part of the game. You, you know, we were talking about it a little bit earlier mm-hmm. the little succinct details that you have to be nails at. When you're on one of these Daryl Sutter coach teams, the changes have not. It's out of the game right now. They've been not good for the team, whether Mm -hmm. they're taking penalties, putting themselves down a man, or whether they're just at bad times. Guys aren't ready when they get on the ice, whatever it is. It's been off. Mm -hmm. It's something I want to talk to Lou about as well. See if he's noticed the same thing this year and why. What's the reason? That should be good with this team. Mm -hmm. That shouldn't be an issue. So we'll get into that with Lou. We'll preview the schedule for you tonight. And that'll be it. That'll be pretty much a program. That'll be 9 o'clock. We'll yeah. be out of here. Out of your hair. But that's your Monday. Right here. On your home for the Flames. Sports and 960 The Fan. You know what? we got to take the point. Right? We didn't skate yesterday because the Harlem Globetrotters were playing in our building. We had to travel and we couldn't skate this morning because 6 o'clock game. We better be thankful that we, we got a point considering that a lot of our young players... Uh, didn't show up, lack of preparation. Right? Got taken by the hand, some of these guys. Is that just a learning curve? I've been in the league for one to six years, some of them, so is that just a 
Lack of preparation. Some darn Harlem Globetrotters coming in and messing up everyone's. I sure hope they won. <laughs> nice. Real good. Hope they cover the spread. <laughs> they were using a freaking ladder. Welcome back. It's the big show in the morning. My name is Matt Rose. He's Patty Dumas. Alex Brody. Garrett Vanderplug in the other room. Found out GVP's got an elite prospect. Yeah, go space. go search Garrett Vanderplug. Get on. those get those clicks up, guys. <laughs> Draft Use more up. Wheatland Kings. Oh yeah. <laughs> what do you have it open? Yeah, I got his, his best <laughs> season: forty three points in thirty eight games in twenty nineteen. Not a bad year. Nineteen. Not a bad year. Couldn't be better. But I had eight years. points in the playoffs last year, though. Wow. Yeah. I wonder why he's here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We go down the Alice Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline to talk to one of our favorites. Good morning, Lou. What's Good going morning. on, pal? What a, what a beating for poor Garrett. Ah, well. <laughs> we we should have all been good enough to play in that league. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the HJHL. Yeah, HJHL. I, well, I, I could have made it, Lou, if I didn't have a bad knee. Yeah, me too. Yeah, no, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, hey, played the clip from uh, Daryl Sutter coming into our chat here. And uh, yesterday, tough loss at the hands of the Blackhawks in overtime. Tough because mostly because it's the Blackhawks. Um, but as Daryl said, preparation maybe wasn't there. Not the first time we've heard that from him. Kind of calling out some of the younger guys on the team for the way that they've prepared. What did you make of the way that the uh, head coach talked to uh, the media after the loss yesterday? Well, I wasn't surprised to hear what he had to say. I'm not sure it was just the, uh, I don't know, one to six year guys in terms of preparation and being ready. Didn't think the whole group was ready by and large, especially early in that game. It was very odd. It's the first time since I've been around that I ever remember kind of two opportunities to skate and it didn't happen. So they opted not to with the six o'clock start, which does make it very, very difficult because you have a decision to make. If your time slot is 1030 in the morning, it messes up the routine that way too. So I do think it was a bit of a factor in the start, absolutely. The game was absolutely there to be had. They did get a point out of it. And I was as disappointed as anybody. Maddie and, and, and Pat, we always look at these nights in a different way. And to a certain extent, we should. Go back to the bubble and the trouble with the Ottawa Senators, which in the end was a big factor in the Flames not making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That year, they also only had like three loser points. So they got another one of those last night, and they've just made the trip and being successful on it more difficult on themselves because Daryl's measure of success, at least I've heard him say this twice this year, about a road trip is you want to come home with more points than games played. Well, 
I wanted to ask you a little bit about some of the kind of intricacies of the game and, and specifically line changes because I feel like this year, and I don't know if you'd agree, but this year it feels like there's been a lot more too many men penalties around the bench. It feels like oh, there's I'd been. Agree. It feels like there's been a lot more chaos as far as bad changes, guys coming on the ice and not being prepared. And that's what I saw in the overtime goal. Bit of a sloppy change. Everyone's pointing at different guys, and all of a sudden, Reichel and Domi, who were great last night, make another good play and end the contest. It's true, and especially in those high-leverage situations, you really need to sort things out and talk about those things on the bench and absolutely be ready because in overtime, it is different on the change. Uh, You have to absolutely be ready to jump in and into the most difficult of situations because in a lot of cases if you don't have the puck somebody's like dragging just to get there to get off so your attention to detail at that point in time is absolutely monumental overall though maddie and it's not just calgary Uh, I I see a lot of situations where, and I know guys are tired, but there's, on all teams, there's certainly some coasting going back to the bench. And especially when you find yourself in overtime or in the second period and you've got that long change, Mm -hmm. it's it's something you probably need to practice every once in a while. It's, I just, I'm... I'm surprised that it happens on a team that is run by Daryl Sutter, where he puts such an emphasis on these little details, and and it just continues to cost. The the one goal against the Islanders, sloppy change, doesn't have good gaps. The same thing happens on the Colin Blackwell goal, and then the overtime one. So I think my my surprise, like even if it's happening around the league, is how is it happening with a Daryl Sutter ran team? Is it something that maybe they they got to practice line changes, which feels like feels like you shouldn't have to do feels like you shouldn't have to do but i will tell you this reflecting back to last year's playoff series against dallas Mm -hmm. their first practice in calgary prior to the series they practice line changes and i saw it with my own two eyes so it, it does happen and not unlike anything else in your game when things slip to the point that you probably shouldn't have to do it. You might have to do it and it can cost you games. And I think as you pointed out, Rosenblum, it already has. Peter Lombardi is joining us here. Big show in the morning. I'm Matt Rose. He's Patty Dumas. Lou, uh, Jacob Markstrom, uh, three goals on 11 shots last night, getting yanked after that uh, quick goal to start the second period. I thought maybe, you know, only that second one maybe might have been his fault, pay, playing the rebound a little bit better with the Blackwell goal. But uh, the, obviously the the, 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 yeah, the pulling of Markstrom, putting in Vladar, uh, waking up that bench, and it, uh, it, it it surely worked. A few seconds later, Jonathan Huberto uh, in the doorstep off a nice play from Milan Lucic gets the goal. But uh, Markstrom's play uh, last night, and then uh, what do we see? What do you think for the rest of the road trip? Do we see Vladar here, uh, one of the two in St. Louis? I would think that's a real, real possibility. Vladar was excellent wow. last after he came in and made four or five ten bellers to keep the team in a good position. Um, 
you know, I still think Jacob by and large has been playing some really, really good hockey the last little while. Uh, like you, I'd have the same assessment, Mr. Dumas, in regards to, I certainly am not faulting him on one and I'm not faulting him on three. You know, those are odd man rush situations, especially, you know, the three, one goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, that, that speaks to preparation too early in a period and getting caught up the ice, trying to force something that probably isn't there. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's always a popular topic. It's, it's an area of the team that has been trending. It's not really like Daryl to do that very often, Mm -hmm. but at that particular time, his group needed a shakeup. I don't think there's any question. And, he did make it seem after the game like for him, Jacob didn't make enough saves at key times. Uh, a couple guys earning some call-ups yesterday, or rather on Saturday, was Jacob Pelche and Walker Dewar. Uh, didn't get into the lineup yesterday. Uh, obviously, we, we kind of talked about this uh, earlier on in the show. Is There was more, a little bit more, more pessimistic. Uh, attitudes around these call-ups, maybe compared to what we saw with the Phillips call-ups. Uh, what is your read on on the on the the, the Pelche call-up? Uh, and obviously, we know what Walker Dewar can bring to this team. But uh, just just uh, your your thoughts on that call-up? Well, Jacob has earned it. Yeah, he's had another terrific season. I thought early in the year when I watched him with the Wranglers, he wasn't, you know at his best or at the top of his game, the last five or six viewings I've had at the Saddle Dome of him have been really, really good. He's been himself tenacious. He's finished. He's penalty killed. He's helped drive their offense. His attention to detail has been excellent. So I've seen him play some really, really good games um, since probably the first two early in the year against Coachella Valley where I thought he was just okay. So he has more than earned the call-up. I think he's up to 32 or 35 points already on the year. Um, You know, he had a great 62-point season in the American League. I know in chatting to a key member in the organization that uh, would play a part in some of these decisions. Um they really like his game right now they still feel like there's more time needed for as much as anything getting more mature body wise and physically but he has absolutely earned the call up and I am wondering a little now if you go back and think about last night we didn't see a lot of Zahorna and Ruzichka especially and even Trevor who I thought was just fine um, in the back half of the game. Mm-hmm. So the door in those situations for me potentially becomes a little more open. And the other thing, gents, to consider in the case of Jacob, the type of role that he would go into at this level isn't going to be, it's going to be different than his minutes and his responsibilities. But what I'm saying is, You know, I really see him as a tweener. I actually think a little bit, not exactly the same, 
But there's some Andrew Mangiapane there for me in terms of the work has to be good. He, he's never going to be, you know, an elite kind of point getter or scorer at the highest level. So, you know, putting him into a so-called fourth line role is, would be a good starting point for him because I think on a good team somewhere down the road for him, he's probably, you know, a third line guy in the NHL that you can move up and down your lineup, kill penalties. And he's just, he's really smart. It'll be interesting to see if he does get into the lineup uh, over the course of this road trip. Flames are expected to practice around three o'clock mountain time a little bit later on this afternoon. Also this afternoon, Brad True Living is going to join Pat Steinberg on Flames Talk. That's going to come up around 5.30. That's kind of the story on the Calgary Flames, at least uh, what we're seeing lately as they get set for a couple of games down in St. Louis. Uh, Lou, I was going to ask you as well, did you see um, Connor Bedard's return to the WHL last night? Oh, yes, I did. Only four goals and two assists for a sixth spot. First time he's done that (laughs) in his... uh, Western Hockey League career, he did have a seven spot, I noticed, at the World Junior as well, Matty. Uh, I, we haven't had a chance to really chat about your, your trip out east, but uh, everything you could have hoped for and more, I'm hoping. Yeah, uh, beyond. Awesome. Um, it uh, was two incredibly special days, made more so. I had a chance to... It was my son's Christmas present, and he loves the World Junior, and I'm certainly not going to douse that particular uh, item. So took him all the way across the country, uh, the atmosphere. It's, it's such a great spot, Maddie, for almost anything. If you haven't been to Halifax, I highly recommend it. But the setup, everything is right there, hotels restaurants um the atmosphere was incredible i saw four games three of them went to overtime and the other one was the game against the united states that you know was still incredibly high drama beyond belief so um you know i've said this to some people certainly off the air and i think even once on the air when canada scored the goal to win the gold medal and apparently for my son, that's all he knows is Canada winning World Junior gold with him in person in overtime and the gold medal because it's now happened twice in a number of months. <laughs> Luck on my kid's face when we turned to one another before you know a pretty significant hugging session um, is is a luck that uh, I will uh, never ever forget and take with me to wherever we go next. Incredible. Um, the tournament itself was awesome. Like you mentioned, the atmosphere was incredible. Um, I did want to ask you about Connor Bedard and, and just what we saw at the tournament. He obviously sets a record for points by a Canadian. Um, didn't have the Japanese at the tournament to try and, and take over the, the all-time record, unfortunately. But nevertheless, quite a performance from a guy who's Probably going to go first overall this this uh, summer when we get to the draft. Um, just the did he remind you of anybody as someone who's watched this tournament a lot? 
and someone who's seen a lot of highly touted players go through this tournament? Well, comparisons can be really, really difficult. Um, I see some Mitch Marner there. Um, I know that uh, Ray Ferraro made mention the other day of seeing some Marcel Dion there, you know, kind of size, stature. Uh, Marcel, the last time I checked, had a pretty amazing career with the Los Angeles Kings a long time ago and far before both of you uh, fine gents came along. Um, I, I just always say this, Manny, and we've had this discussion a lot off the air. Some of the best hands, best release. I think his playmaking has gotten even better. His skating has gotten better. Um, you know, when I watched him a couple of years ago, mind you, on video, which never tells me anything really, a little bit, but <laughs> it's not like seeing a guy in person, which I have, I don't know, 15, 16 times now in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, he's, he's special. Um, I don't know exactly who to liken him to because he's not McDavid. He's not Gretzky. He's not, he's not Lemieux. You know, he's Connor Bedard and he's going to score and he's going to make people better and he's going to make plays. And, you know, one of the most interesting things I heard all weekend long, which is quite a testament, was Kevin Bieksa on Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday talking about, you know, Bedard and some of the things he does, especially on the power play, that he thinks now NHL teams and players will be looking at that and they'll try to translate some of that into their games. There's something you don't hear very often, and I don't disagree with it. Kevin BX. Usually the the other way around. Exactly. And BX continues to be making good points on the broadcast, but I always find a little bit difficult to swallow with someone who followed the Flames growing up. But hey, he's doing an outstanding job. Yeah, he was not uh he was not one of my favorites either. <laughs> Him but, uh, Burroughs, Kessler, pick your poison. Oh no, there's only one for me that stands clearly above the rest. And it's not Kevin. And it's not Alex. Oh, really? That's so surprising to me. It's the one with the Yankee passport. That's <laughs> Stunner. Stunner. Stone Stunner. Cold. Hey, how about your Vikings going Wait. to the playoffs? Well, I think we've known that for a little while. And now they get to play um, the Giants. Again. Yeah, I think it's going to be over, but that's oh. okay. It's a good... It's a good stepping stone. No, listen, you know I downplay them, mm. um, and there's good reason as to why. But in all, let's be serious. It is one of the worst 13-4 and four teams. Probably, well, we've never had a 13-4 and four team, but you know where I'm going. Totally. Um, they're not good enough on defense. They've done incredibly well. I love the coach. I, I love how they've turned so many, you know, one-score games into wins. That that says a lot about belief and, and buy-in. 
they're just not good enough on one side of the ball. Now they are at home, which will give them an opportunity for sure to be successful against the Giants. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, I give them a fighter's chance in that game for sure. And that would be, it's already been an unbelievable, unmitigated success for the guys in purple. And now they've got to find and continue to grow on the other side of the ball. You like how the weekend of sports lines up? You get the Flames stars Saturday, and it looks like be able to catch all five of the NFL games on the weekend too? It's not terrible. It's not terrible. It's the first thing I looked for last night. I was very much hoping that Minnesota would play Sunday, not Saturday. And you're right, though. It would have worked out either way with the time slots, by and large. I think the first game, NFL game, is it a 2.30? 2.30 start. So, like, as long as Flame Stars doesn't go to overtime, but granted, it's the Seahawks 49ers. I joked earlier, Seahawks score a couple touchdowns and shut, or the 49ers could score a couple touchdowns early and shut that thing down. Oh, San Francisco is not only going to win that game, I, I think they have a great chance of potentially going to the Super Bowl. They're only a 14-point favorite in the playoffs. It's not that much. And you know what they can do? They can defend. Yeah. They get stops. Lots of them. Championship but caliber it'll be, defense. It'll be fascinating. It'll be an incredible game if barring health situations if they play mm-hmm. Philly for the NFC title. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, rest of the week, Flames play three times before all the NFL action gets going. Uh, Hitmen are playing all... They play Sunday for sure against the Hurricanes, but I did want to mention as well... They play Friday, yeah. They've opened up the second deck for the next game that the Pats are coming to the town. The finale of uh, the uh, the Pats and the Hitmen home Why would that series. be, Maddie? Um, Why would, would there be somebody that's coming to town that might put a few extra people in the seats? You know what? They opened up the second bowl and Connor Bedard <laughs> said, oh, you need some help selling some tickets? I'll yeah, put up a right. six-banger against you guys on the road. How about that? So um, that's what happened yesterday, and, and now we're going to see if uh, what he's going to do here in Calgary on February the 1st. They weren't gimmies either, I might add. Oh, my goodness. The, the shot on the power play is something that, you know, you just, what are you going to do about it? It's, it's silly. And... When he gets a breakaway, like I just feel like as a as a goaltender, you're like, what am I supposed to do here, guys? Come on, two breakaways, shorthanded, please. Let's not. Poor Ethan Bonaventura, doing his best out there. Uh, Lou, always appreciate the time, pal. Gents, be good, be good to one another, and outside of that. I really don't care what you do. There we go. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Thanks, Thank buddy. You, have a great Monday, pal. <laughs> Where that came from, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's a Monday. Let's go. We're almost done the show. We just got to power through and get through this thing, boys. Uh, that is Peter Labardius, <laughs> who joined us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Uh, 14-time Consumer <laughs> Choice Award winner. 6060 Memorial Drive, Northeast. Uh, go say hi. Go have a great a bite to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, hockey, football, game day specials. Mm-hmm. 
No NFL tonight. No. Because it's the college championship game. Yeah. Yeah. We You're got, excited for this one. Yeah. National title game. Yeah. TCU Horned Frogs going up against the Georgia Bulldogs. Like, if I don't know anything about this matchup, yeah. I should cheer for TCU, right? Yeah. TCU never won a national title before. Uh, They're the underdogs. They are the underdogs. Underdog. Yeah. I don't know what the spread is right now. Uh, TCU. Let me just see here. Uh, Georgia's got to be a favorite by at least. Well, come on. It's got to be. 12 and a half. Georgia's 12 and a half point favorite. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, TCU led by Max Duggan at quarterback. Uh, he's a pretty good guy. He might, he might, he hasn't declared for, he doesn't know if he's going to come out this, uh, this coming draft, but he's, if he is, does come out, he's probably a top 10, top 15 pick. Uh, they might not have the running back. He's a, he's a game time decision, but Georgia, uh, their defense is just absolutely amazing. It's better than it was last year. It's just what the SEC teams do. Uh, but out in LA, uh, SoFi Stadium for the for the site of this one. Uh, so TCU, Georgia, six o'clock, uh, down in Los Angeles. Keep keep an eye on Kelly Ringo and Quinton Johnson, Georgia's star corner against TCU's star mm-hmm, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you mentioned, neither of these quarterbacks blue chip prospects. Duggan a little more so than uh, than Stetson Bennett for sure. Stetson Bennett, he's like he's an older guy. He's twenty five. He's still going out there playing college ball. <laughs> Like he's been playing for like six years, just being through red shirts and like transfer. It's a twenty five. He's twenty five. Wow. Yeah, that feels hmm, good for him. Uh, all right, enjoy that, pal. Uh, will. We'll chat to you then. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about, Russell will be back on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Following the Flames and the Blues game, we'll be teeing that up tomorrow. Charles Davis is going to join us. Yes, he will. Guess what else? Tomorrow, mm. it's a halfway mark. It is. Ooh, ooh is it? Is it? Is it? Does that mean I'm gonna make the pop quiz? Oh God! I'm make another pop quiz. So you I'm gotta be study this up. Time. I'm gonna be better this you time. You gotta study up. Uh, GVP, you gonna be here tomorrow? Yeah, right you, and early. You might have to take the test. Okay, you're on the NHL midseason oh. yeah. quiz. Um, last time Logan Gordon won, might have cheated. I think he had this the whole like list of scores <laughs> in front of him. Like honestly, I don't know. He was. He did much better than I expected. He also had the same defense pairings as me for the Team Canada. Hmm. I saw that. I'm like, what? Hmm. <laughs> like exact pairings. Just, just, just change the wording a little bit. Uh, so we'll do the pop quiz tomorrow. We'll see how GVP and Patty Dumas. NHL knowledge is cool. uh, we also got Charles Davis going to join us yeah. a day late, but we'll go over all the NFL stuff and we'll tee up the Flames and the Blues. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoy your Monday, friends. Thank you. See ya. Bye.